How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. I promise this is Orange County Soccer Club related, but I just had to do that because, you know, I'm a Tottenham fan and I'm sort of sad right now. But we're here to talk about Orange County Soccer Club and we're going to have a good time doing so. I believe we'll at least have a good time. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball, into bolts in plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitor's lead, Thomas Ennevolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack, a little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! He's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County on the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast presented by roughneck scarves we are the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i'm your host ray samora and i am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club, joining me as he does each and every episode. Can't get rid of him. That's Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Um, my club didn't fire their manager today, uh, but maybe we'll fire you. Um, we'll just get rid of you instead or something. I don't know for that Tottenham intro. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, hey. It was a Mauricio Pochettino intro. They didn't say anything about Tottenham in there. It was all about the coach. And who has he recently managed? Oh, he's currently unemployed. Yeah, no one cares. No one's already. Li- Everyone's just turned this yeah. off. For those of you that are like, still listening, thank you for for oh, doing this. Right. How, how you doing, Cameron? We'll get into Orange County uh, soccer club stuff. I'm doing fine. Let's uh, let's get to our other host who also <laughs> doesn't care for your cheese roomless club. But maybe we'll get one now. Maybe Jose wants one. Hey, so, uh, Alan, how you doing? Down uh, in San Diego. Your, how's your week going? <laughs> Hey, wait, I got to ask this, Alan. Is it raining already? Uh, yes, it was raining today, which means there's traffic all over the place because there's only one thing San Diegans can't do, and that is drive anytime the road might be wet a little bit. I think that's any Californian. Um, I, I, I'll ask you this. I know it happens here in um, the greater L.A. area. Uh, you know, you get like Stormwatch 2019. <laughs> When there's like just like a drizzle, do you guys get that there in San Diego as well? Uh, no, I can't watch the news down here. Like, as much as we dislike the Anchorman references, the <laughs> the evening news in San Diego is that bad. Like, I can't stress to you just how terrible our evening news is. I just can't watch it. Like, I, it's probably Stormwatch, and it's probably Aloha Taylor. That's her name allegedly telling me it's going to rain, but no, I can't watch the evening news around here. It's terrible. What a great endorsement of San Diego, San Diego win news. Um, yeah, but no but, one moves here for the evening news. <laughs> we got some, uh, some stuff to talk about. Uh, just so you know, two shows left for this calendar year, and then we're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus, allow Dylan, Alan, myself to enjoy this time of the year. And then we'll be back in the new year, but two more episodes tonight and then one more next week. So make sure you, you join us for that. These two episodes are fully dedicated to giving out grades, which Dylan and I attempted to do last year. I think we did a decent job on it, but now we have an expert grade giver on our podcast in Allen. Uh, so he's going to teach us the right way to give grades uh, as we go through this. Hopefully um, Dylan and I learned some things. So we're going to do that. Before we get into the grades, though, we're going to talk a little bit about the final match of the season for the USL Championship. That was the championship match that saw Louisville City battle against Real Monarchs. Uh, Dylan, for any of our listeners that have not been watching TV for the last week, do you want to let them know uh, how that match went? 
Yeah. Um, you know, game's in Louisville. And uh, six minutes in, Louisville skitty, City. <laughs> skitty, uh, Louisville Shitty. Uh, oh, scores first. You. And um, at this point, I thought it was over. Monarchs score in the 25th, 45th, and 66th minutes to win 3-1. Um, apparently, it was, like, cold, but it wasn't raining. They didn't play on that god-awful baseball field. Um, there was a train in the background for, like, a lot of the second half, which is really cool. Um, it's, like, a, a bad version of Highmark Stadium in, uh, in Pittsburgh. But it was, it was a really good game, and congratulations to former player, Noah Powder, who scored the third goal for the Monarchs, to uh, former team ops coordinator Ben, uh, and former um, athletic trainer Simi for being a part of that. So I, I hope they're uh, celebrating. I know Noah looked very happy in the airport when he came back and he was dancing because <laughs> the fans were there singing for him. I mean, championship, right? It's Unfortunately, it wasn't Orange County lifting up that trophy at the end of the season, but I guess um, as a consolation, you could say uh, lost to the championship team in the playoffs, although we got our behinds handed to us. Obliterated. <laughs> yes, but we did lose to the champions, so you know, that's, I guess you can feel sort of okay about that, that the team that played the best in the in the postseason is the team you lost to. Um, and I'll stop saying that. I know I said that already like two or three times there. OC alum were there. That's, that's the real victory here, right? We uh we developed them. <laughs> that's that's why they've won, obviously. Cheers to you, Dylan. That that awesome reference there, uh, Alan. Uh, your thoughts on that championship match? Um, I think we can put to bed the uh, the East Coast teams are better than the West Coast teams. Tampa Bay Rowdies couldn't beat OKC in the Open Cup, which is shocking, knowing where Rowdies ended up and knowing where OKC ended up, uh, and then Real Monarchs. Outside like the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the game where I think Louisville was the much, much better team, uh, Real really took it to Louisville's very entertaining, very engaging. Uh, and I got my word sneak in there from Mike Watts with Quagmire early in the game. So I was stoked uh, that that happened. Uh, it was kind of, um, it was unexpected, I think. Uh, going in, I think everyone had Louisville having the edge at least. Uh, maybe some people gave Real Monarchs some love because they were pretty hot. But you look at, you know, Real Monarchs having zero players in the top team and second team. I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but I think not having Blake in there was kind of a huge disappointment, not having them in the top two teams. Uh, but I think it just uh, showed that maybe some of the East Coast folks need to start watching some West Coast games and seeing yes. a different style of, of soccer, a more fun style of soccer, and then giving some of those players some love. Like Fleming's being left off was a shocker too. There's amazing players who play on the West Coast, um, and Real just proved that um, I think any of the top, you know, Phoenix could have won, Real could have won. Um, I think even Orange County uh, could have had a really good game. So uh, East Coast maybe isn't the best conference. Well, can we? Uh, can I ask this? I mean, how many Real Monarchs players were on the first or second team for the league? Zero. None. Amazingly, zero players in the top twenty-four or top twenty-two. Sorry, got to get my math right. Uh, according to the league, and yet they win the championship. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I'm glad that the West Coast Western Conference team won. You know it. it Hopefully next year it changes some things up, although I doubt it will. I'm, I'm sure it'll still be more the East Coast bias. That's just the way sports are in America. Uh, darn us for being such a huge country with four different time zones and all that great stuff. Um, let's move on now. Let's get into our awards. This is award season. We're going to give – or not awards, grades. I'm our, Man, I'm, I'm already ready for our hiatus here in, in a couple weeks. We're going to go into grades. Uh, we're going to attempt to give some grades. Alan will correct us if we are giving the grades incorrectly, or he will award us. And, and maybe we'll ask Alan to grade us at the end of the grading uh, series here on how well we graded the players. Makes sense? Yeah. Sure. Was sure. I supposed to be listening to any of that? Because I wasn't. I was confused about grades and awards still. 
and, and I see, you know, again, if you guys don't watch the uh, the live stream, you don't see what we're chatting about or back and forth. Um, I, you know, Dylan wants Hawaii FC. Uh, I'm waiting for, you know, a team out there in like Anchorage or, or Palmer, Alaska or something like that. Juno, so Fairbanks, FC, Juno. FC, Juno, SC, and then some random name, Polar Bears, Brown Bears. North Stars, I don't know. Winnipeg? What do you see? We're going to go all the way back to the Ottawa situation. What are we supposed to be doing right now? We're supposed to be giving grades, Dylan. Five minutes in and we're already off track. Why are you distracting us? Um, See, we're all ready for some breaks here. Uh, So we're going to give the grades. What we're going to do is we'll uh, we'll, we'll, I'll just call out a, a name at random and then we'll each give our grades and then we'll talk about it for a few minutes. We don't want to talk too much. We're going to go over 12 players today, so uh, do the math. If we take too long, then this will become a three-hour episode. Um, of course, I don't want to cut you guys off. If you want to talk a little bit in detail about some of these players, go ahead and do so. But let's get started, and we're going to get started with our first. It's going to be – oh, and today our theme is uh, goalkeepers and defenders or players that did play in defense at some point this season, possibly. So let's start off with – the starting goalkeeper to open the season, Carlos Lopez. Uh, Dylan, what was your grade for Carlos Lopez? Yeah, that's going to be enough for me. Um, just didn't look good at the back and never seemed like he was going to fight his way back into the team. I don't know. A lot of those goals he conceded, of the seven he conceded in two appearances, were his fault. So, yeah. <laughs> You excited about that one? Uh, let's go to you, Alan. Do you agree with Dylan, or do you have a? Uh, are are you a little bit nicer? Uh, no, I gave him an, an F. Um, anytime where you can't win games, you give up tons of goals. Um, even if some of them might not be your fault, um, which I'm not saying they aren't. Uh, I, I I don't think you can give him any type of passing grade for that season um, that he had. So I'm going to ask you really quick, Alan. What would be con- what's considered a passing grade? Is it, it in my mind? It's like a C or higher, right? Well, I guess I mean it depends. If you're going by the Temecula Valley Unified School District, high school students can't earn D's. You earn A, B, C's, and F's. Uh, according to UC Cal State, for high school graduates, D is failing. Uh, but to get your high school diploma, D's get degrees, if you will. Uh, so it depends on if we're going the college route or the high school route. Um, or your weird school that doesn't let you give D's. I mean, what's up with that? That's just the high school. These schools don't accept D's, so they just don't give them to encourage students to earn that C. I don't know I how it works. Confirm that you can graduate with D's. <laughs> can confirm. Way to go there, Dylan. Now, no college is going to want you. Uh, my grade for Carlos Lopez. I, I couldn't be as mean as you guys. I could not go with the F, but I did go with a D minus. Um, he did start and play two games. Uh, he played the full games. He didn't get hurt, didn't get pulled out. Um, yeah, and it's not really his fault that he got thrust into the starting role for the, the first two games. There was really, at that point, no other definitive option. I know Aaron Cervantes ended up becoming a really good goalkeeper for us this season, but at that point, he was untested. Uh, Aaron Cervantes had never started a professional match, so sort of was just... Some starts hey, by default. Ray, I do. I do have a question for you. Do you know how many saves he had this season? How many saves he had? You know what? He had more saves than any of us had. Uh, well, either of you guys, because I've actually had some saves in my UCI staff soccer league. Uh, but he had more saves than you, Alan. It's true. In two starts, he had one save. One save. Yes. One. That only... was one more than I expected. Yeah, one he has one save in, in two games. Eight, that is the lowest. That was the lowest number of a goalkeeper who played a full 90 in the USL. Uh, uh, an amazing one, uh, 12.5% save percentage for him. But again, uh, <laughs> I think you have to look at the big picture. I don't think. That's the lowest in the league, by the way. Yeah. he. he I just feel bad for him. He shouldn't have been the starter for those two matches. Unfortunately, there was no other options that Coach Bl- Braden Kluge felt comfortable with at that yeah. point. So, and to be fair, he did get one draw. He did get a draw. There you go. He so got a, you know, hey. yeah, he had a key pass, I think. Because <laughs> he, he did take the free kick that uh, Aiden Quinn was fouled on and then converted the penalty. So, I so think can we say this then? That counts. 
see, he made a good play there. He didn't lose all his matches, which is, uh, you know, a positive. So that's why I couldn't quite go in F. I had to go D minus. Um, unless you guys want to give me a hard time on that grade again, we'll move on. <laughs> Let's move on. I mean, Let's I'll, move I'll on. give you plenty of a hard time for it, but. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so moving on, we're going to go to a defender next, and it was uh, our Loney of the Year that we will talk about here. That's Hugo Ariano um, Loney from LA Galaxy. So we'll go in the same order we did last time. Dylan, go first. Uh, I'm going to give him a C+. Plus. If you're ready. I if mean, you're ready. He, he only made seven appearances, um, and five of those were starts. He didn't do anything amazing but he also didn't make any glaring mistakes um so yeah and, and he held his own in new mexico i'll give him that he he was never match fit this season and he held his own in mexico so good for him what about you alan uh i gave him a c as well uh i think he's like dylan said he didn't totally mess anything up he didn't do great either um yeah i mean four yellow cards in five starts and seven appearances, I believe. Um, so clearly he wasn't like a, an offensive player, more of a defender back line. Of course, he's not going to show up on the score sheet too often, but I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot, but he didn't also not do a whole lot. So <laughs> I felt like I couldn't give him a D that wouldn't be fair. It's not like he played and was not great. He just was fine. He's fine. So Average. to sort of clarify, Dylan gave him a C plus. Although his justification was he didn't do anything great. He didn't do anything bad, which sort of puts you right in that average mark is what I would say. I agree with you, Alan. A C sounds more right there. But Um, make mistakes that led to goals. And honestly, if you're a dude that like just shows up to training every day and then seven times, like you're, you're really low on the depth chart. And then seven times you happen to play and it's mostly because of injuries to other players and you don't make glaring mistakes. Yeah, that see, a dude who plays average. games did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the plus is there for. <laughs> great, just, great justification there, Dylan. Um, let's move right along. Let's talk about uh, the goalkeeper that closed out the season for Orange County, Frederick Dew. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go to Alan first on this one. Alan, what is your grade for Frederick? Uh, I'm going to give him an A minus. Um, I know that Dylan's going to call me out for being a slight hater. Um, I just think in the grand scheme of things on the back line, I don't think anyone was ever like blew me out of the water as far as like outstanding player. Um, so I didn't give anyone in higher than an A minus. So um, I just felt like Frederick Dew should get an A minus. Uh, he didn't play the full season. Um, he's a g- really good goaltender. So I do think he is well above average. Um, I just couldn't quite get him to that A mark. Dylan, uh, are you going to call Alan a hater here? No, I already did. Um, I <laughs> I get what he's saying, and I think that a lot of um, Dew's success was probably that the back line in front of him was really solid for, I don't know, like the two months that he was here in the midfield as well. Um, but I think he made a lot of really big saves um, that I think he should have made and did make but they were still very good and generally very, very important saves. To be a guy that shows up from a team that's just getting blown out every game um, to jumping in uh, seven days after you fly out into the next game and um, making an immediate impact and everyone's singing your praises because you've gotten straight into the team and you've gotten along with everyone and if you've, you've done your job extremely well, I mean, he's a guy I'd, I'd love to see back on the team. So I... I Give him an A. And I think, I mean, the stats, when you compare him playing in Hartford to him playing here, it's pretty massive. Um, but if you go back and watch those games in Hartford, he was pretty clearly the best player on the field for them a majority of the time. Yeah, I th- for me, I think if Frederick Dew plays a full season and plays like he does against Orange County, he for sure earns at least an A. I would against like to Orange see... County? No, for Orange County. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think if he puts a full season in at that level, I think for sure he gets an A, looking at A+. Uh, but I think such a small sample size, um, it's hard to bump him up. Maybe we'll get it next year. Ray, <laughs> what do you think? So I'm going to give you my grades, but really quick, I just realized I wasn't looking at the 
um, chat on YouTube. And one of our uh, regular listeners, Logan's on there and he's throwing out letter grades as we're talking. So I'm going to assume because he has three grades on there. I'm going to look at the order here. So I'm assuming he uh, agreed with me for the Carlos Lopez Lopez grade uh, and then agreed with me and Alan for the um, Hugo Ariano grade. So Dylan, you're, you're struggling here. Um, yeah, but my grade for uh, Frederick Du, I'm actually going to agree with you, Dylan, with an A. Um, I, I think when it comes down to it, it's not his fault. He wasn't with Orange County uh, for the first half of the season. Uh, you know, if our front office would have gone after him at the beginning of the season, he maybe would have came and he would have had an awesome season. But unfortunately, it had to wait a little bit. But when he did jump in there, sort of thrown right in the fire at the final end of the season where you're making that do or die push for the playoffs, he came up big more often than not. So I don't see how you can uh, give them that little dash at the end just because he wasn't with the team the whole season. The time he was there, he was more often than not very productive and a big part of why Orange County made that late run um, into the the playoffs. I will say, uh, Alan, uh, our listener Logan agrees with you with the A- minus there. I mean, you got to take the transfer grade that comes in. I mean, I can't help it. What happened in Hartford? <laughs> then we should be giving him like a, like a C plus. Oh, I man. mean, yeah. If you really look at it, are we going to give him like an, an F for all those games he didn't play with us, and then bounces out? Yeah, like a C or no, something. No, I'm going to grade. I'm going to grade Hartford on a curve. I'm going to grade Hartford on a curve because they're one of the worst teams in the league. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was probably like a B plus. You know, me married B plus. Oh, now you're, you're going even lower. Oh, no, you're giving. You know what I'm saying? Hartford. You like take the A from Orange County, the B plus from Hartford, and you kind of average them out over the course of the season. You know, A minus. I will say this looking at Logan's comments, he said A, and he changed it now A minus or A. Very close when he played. So I, I think. Uh, it's a 93. That's just, yeah. We got a 93. <laughs> 92.5 or something. Uh, let's move right along. Uh, we're going to stay in the goalkeeper category here, and we're going to go to Aaron Cervantes, who was our award winner. Oh, uh, yeah, our award winner. I forgot. Frederick Du was an award winner. He was our uh, newcomer of the year winner. This is Aaron Cervantes. He was our young player of the year winner. So Aaron Cervantes, uh, let's go. I'm going to go first with this one. Uh, my grade for Aaron, I ended up giving him a B plus. Uh, I, I think when he was called upon, he was very good. There were maybe a few opportunities where he made a youngster mistake. Maybe it wasn't all his fault. Maybe it was his teammates not helping him. Uh, uh, you know, I remember a, a play where Kevin Alston fed him a really poor pass and maybe a, a an experienced goalkeeper still corrects that situation. But as a 17-year-old out there, uh, it was difficult. Um but all in all, I think he was more positive than negative. Uh, that's why I went with the B plus. Uh, what about you, Dylan? Um, I gave him a B minus, um, just because I think he was. Sorry, I gave him a B. I don't know why I said B minus. I was gonna say, are you changing your grades on us here? Dylan? No, no. I was like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. That sounds way too harsh. Uh, there were times at the beginning where he was very shaky and made some decisions um at the very beginning of the season he try and parry every ball away instead of just catching it um and that put us into some really dangerous situations on a regular basis and he got a lot of flack from it from his back line especially kevin alston but he really turned it on um after patrick mclean left and i mean had some really wonderful performances and rightfully earned himself clean sheets um and really grew into his own where I think we all kind of forgot that he was 17. Um, so yeah, I, I got him B just because he had a, he had a rough couple games uh, at the beginning, but um, definitely proficient at where he's at. Like he could start um, every game for a USL side that's actually pretty competitive and, and be okay. What about you, uh, Alan? I uh, Do you agree with him- Dylan or with me? I gave him a B plus. I think uh, you sometimes have to grade based on who the student is and how much they improve versus. Why did I uh, not have you as a teacher when I was in school? Where well, you know, I teach music, so did you everyone, 
everyone kind of comes in at a different skill level and a different um, expectation level. And you can't judge your uh, youngest player based on the same standards that you would judge a everyday starter, important, crucial role playing uh, person on your team. Well, I think if you can judging Francis no. Jacobs, are we? So, <laughs> uh, but I, that's what I mean. I think, I think before the season, I think Aaron Cervantes um, maybe is looking at being the third, the third choice. Uh, and then there's a, a time in the season where he was the choice. Uh, and he performed admirably. I mean, if you look at the stats, they're not like, oh my gosh, got, uh, gosh, groundbreaking. Um, but, you know, top 10 in 20 under 20, um, outside of Ochoa, the best young goalkeeper in USL who's under 20. So I think grading on where he kind of where he should be for his age, uh, taking that into consideration, I I couldn't quite give him an A minus, but he's right there at like that 89, 88%. Uh, B plus range. Perfect. And I will, again, Logan listening to us on the live stream on YouTube, he said B plus uh, for Aaron Cervantes. So agrees with me and you, uh, or with you and I, uh, Mr. Allen. Uh, moving right there. along. Yeah, We're moving. Right yeah. Time. Yeah, one of them. It's one of them. Yeah. Just get rid of the additional and then leave yourself. And that's it. I know. I know the rule. Welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Grammar Edition. <laughs> Maybe Grammarly uh, can be a sponsor. <laughs> uh, let's move right along. Uh, this will be our last goalkeeper we're going to talk about. So obviously you're going to know this is Patrick McLean, who was uh, joined us midseason, left us midseason. Uh, so we're going to go back to you as a first uh, option here, Dylan. What was your grade for Patrick McLean? I gave him a B. Um, I thought he made some really big saves and, and he played an entire match with a concussion for some reason and the match against RGV, he had the flu the week of, so he only trained twice. Um, he had that really big save in Colorado, which salvaged us a point. Actually, he had a couple of really big saves in Colorado that salvaged us some points. But then he decided he was over it and he was tired, um, which I guess is fair or whatnot. I'm sure he was probably one of the higher earners, so maybe just collect your paycheck. Or, uh, I give him a B because, uh, you know, he left during the season and put us in quite a bind. So and, you gave him a grade based solely on the fact that he left midseason is what you're saying. Well, you know, it's the kid who's like, oh, I'm guaranteed an 81 in the class. And then he just stops showing up, stops doing the work, doesn't care. You know, that's that's Patrick McClain. <laughs> it's his right to do and he did it but you know just leaves a sour taste in my mouth all right what about you mr allen um i gave him a b minus um i think statistically he's you know save percentage he's in the top 20 um goals against average fine um clean sheet percentage fine like he's a good goaltender like it was very clear that he was um, when we brought him in was a clear improvement. Um, but I, I agree with Dylan that you have a student who might be performing really well and then uh, kind of just pieces out. You definitely does leave a sour taste in your mouth. Um, not that we want to poo-poo players for doing what they feel is best for them. Um, just as a team perspective, um, that's what we're here for is that it kind of did leave the team in kind of a, all right, well, I guess we're going to go with the 17 year old kid and we're going to see how he does because we believe in him, but maybe we were hoping to get another season under, uh, as a backup, maybe or a third choice, maybe to kind of continue his growth. Um, yeah. So kind of a, a bad way to end on, uh, it was kind of an exciting way to, for him to end it because, I mean, the three of us had some pretty fun conversations about, you know, fact-checking and source-checking, and <laughs> we had a really good time with it. But ultimately, as, as a team perspective, it wasn't great. For Patrick McLean, he had to do what's best for him, and I will never fault him for that. But if we're giving out grades for players for the team, not a good move. Yeah, that that was a fun day when we started hearing about all this information and started looking into it. I think we were all just back and forth texting. Hey, hey, what's going on? Um, and yeah, uh, I agree with you, Alan. I'm going to go with the B minus. Um, I sort of agree. Um, he was 
a solid goalkeeper for Orange County. Uh, you know, whenever you bring in a player that's a former MLS player, you ex- probably have some high expectations for them. Um, even if it didn't work out for them at MLS, I mean, you still will expect someone that was considered that level to be able to compete in the USL. So I think everyone was sort of excited when we found out Patrick McLean's joining the team. Um, he did a solid job in goal. Um, but yeah, the, the the way he left and the way it sort of just left Orange County with Aaron Cervantes, basically, because I think at that point we all knew uh, Carlos Lopez was probably not going to be the the pick at any point there. Um, I remember we were talking even at that point, uh, what's going to happen? Are they going to bring someone in? Is it going to be a backup for Aaron Cervantes? Is it going to be uh, someone that's going to take Aaron Cervantes' spot at that point? Uh, but yeah, I, I, a B- minus for that um, because of how that all played out. Good, but... Yeah. Uh, And again, Logan listening on our live stream on YouTube, uh, he said a minus for Patrick McLean. So he was being a little bit nicer there. Um, Next up. And I know we talked a little bit, Alan and I were discussing it before we went live. Do we include him here? Do we wait for him to be midfielder? He did play a little bit as a defensive role for the team. So we decided to throw him in here because I think we have so many midfielders. It's going to be a really jam-packed grading session next week. And that's Liam Trotter, uh, the English player that joined us in the offseason. Um, I remember, Dylan, I don't know if you quite remember how uh, excited people were that Liam Trotter was leaving their team uh, for nothing in return. I think we sort of learned a little bit with uh, with with why, why they were so happy. Um, I yeah. will go first on this, and I gave Liam Trotter a D plus. Uh, he had a couple bright moments during his time here, but it was very few and far between when you look at what he did out there. Uh, maybe one, maybe two games where you could say he made a huge impact, but again. There was a lot of head scratching. And then when he did get injured and he was basically no longer there for the remainder of the season, um, makes it hard to give him anything greater than that. So I had to go D plus. Uh, what about you, Dylan? Um, I gave him a C because I don't think he was. It's understandable why the Wimbledon fans didn't want him. Um, he is slow. He is woefully slow um just not a fast twitch muscle in his entire body apparently um but he was i guess in a way consistent uh you knew he wasn't going to be outrunning anyone but his positioning was generally pretty good uh, but he didn't really manage to do much this year um he and leonardo leonardo combined to get us a draw against uh, new mexico united in, in april or maybe it was march i don't really remember i can't remember um obviously the meniscus injury in july didn't help anything i don't think he breaks back into the team even if he's fit uh christian duke comes back and i think christian duke being a more mobile player in the same sort of position um kind of relegates him out of the team he was unlucky at points um a deflection off of him proved to be the losing goal in oklahoma city he was called for what was not at all a handball in Fresno, which ended up being the uh, tying goal there. Just kind of a, it was a lackluster season for him, um, but I don't think it was want of him trying. Um, he, I mean, he put the work in, he just got unlucky on the pitch and then got unlucky to get hurt. You're making Alan cry. Um, just, uh, just tired of listening to me at this point. <laughs> uh, you know, you did mention that he's not going to be anyone in a foot race. So uh, you're, are you saying on record that Walker Hume was faster than Liam Trotter? Yeah, I mean, I watched Walker Hume out sprint a couple wingers this year, which was like the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alan. Um, I, th- I give him a C-. minus. I think he started out uh, decently well. He got two assists in his first three matches played. Uh, so it looked like, hey, we have this guy who's going to, you know, be a, you know, a defensive player, can play in that defensive midfielder role, can play in the back line and fill in if there's an injury or a card. Uh, and, hey, this guy might be a really good uh, squad depth player, filling in guy, maybe gets Aiden Quinn further up the pitch because Liam Trotter can sit back further. 
and then kind of the wheels fell off. He had some, you know, like Dylan said, some unluckiness and an injury. Um, so the trage- trajectory was downward in his season. Uh, but I couldn't go lower than a C minus uh, uh, because of the, inter- the injury. You don't know what he could have done at the end of the season. Uh, you get kind of hot in the end and really allow the team to pull through. Uh, he could have played that role. Uh, but I think Dylan's right. If, even if he's healthy, I don't think he gets in. And I'm not going to fault him for getting injured. Um, but the trajectory was definitely in a downward trajectory. Uh, so I'm going to give him a C minus. Perfect. And again, uh, listening on YouTube, Logan uh, on the comments said a D for Liam Trotter. Uh, moving right along, Leonardo. Um, I'm going to go to Alan first for Leonardo. Leonardo. Um, I was kind of waffling back and forth with him. Um, I think I, I ended up giving him a C. Um, he was kind of underwhelming for what you thought he might be. Again, a, another guy who, you know, you look at who you're signing and who you're getting and you think, hey, we might get this, you know, really nice defender. He comes with a lot of um, experience. Uh, he does score three goals uh, from a defensive position. Um so that's that's more than he scored almost in his entire career. Uh, but you'd think coming from an MLS side, Houston Galaxy, that he would be kind of this lockdown defender, this guy you can rely on. And it quickly became clear that it was, you know, more of Orozco and Hume, and he was kind of the guy left out. So um, I wasn't totally enthralled with him, but I didn't think he played horrible, just not great. So I gave him a C. Perfect. And I, I, I want to say, Alan, you basically – uh, gave my argument for me on why I gave him the grade I gave him. I gave him a C plus. Um, he was average out there on the pitch. I think I expected more out of him, but when you look at what he did, he was pretty average, but he did have three goals, which for a defender is a pretty good stat. And he had a, a few shining moments throughout the season. So I looked at it as slightly above average and I went C plus Dylan. Um, I give him a B minus. I think, he did make a couple mistakes. Austin away was a terrible match for him. Um, gave away the first goal they scored and then um, didn't mark Chris Tierpak to concede the goal that um, let us lose 3-2 in, a, in that extra time. Um, that being said, he, he you know he was good for like a mistake. Um, right, I think I mentioned it. Like you kind of worry, are you going to get Yoshed? Um, are you going to get Leonardo'd? That was kind of a worry for us. But he was generally pretty good, and he was still smart. Um, he had that uh, – he tackled that dude against San Antonio to pick up the red card because he had to, um, and we salvaged the point as a result. Um, that was a smart play. Got himself into really good positions um, on either side of the ball, generally. And I think his experience helped a lot with um, Walker Hume towards the beginning of the season, um, probably the Joe Mikos, the Contours. Um, the Hugo Arianos as well, just kind of um, that veteran presence that's been there and done that and, um, and, and has the knowledge of how to be a, a good pro. Uh, so it was a, a disappointing season from him in the end, but I, I don't think that he was as bad as I think we're going to remember him being. I think, you know, you, you make a good argument there, Dylan, and I think – I mean, you can't blame him for the fact that the club signed Michael Orozco, who basically replaced Leonardo in the lineup. Um, Nothing against Leonardo, but Michael Orozco just has even more pedigree than a Leonardo. I know Leonardo had plenty of starts in the MLS, but you have a player that is a former national team player. It's difficult to overcome that. Uh, So, you know, you you make a good argument there for him, though. He he was very solid, and he made some great plays out there. Uh, by the way, again, Logan, listening on the live stream on YouTube, gave it a C, gave Leonardo a C minus. Oh, we got to move on, man. You guys are writing so many notes on our spreadsheet for these awards. Um, yeah, they're very important. You definitely need to make sure you pay attention to them. I think at the end of the episode, I'm going to read each and one of these out in random order so we have no idea what you guys were saying um let's move on oh speaking of uh you know can't blame leonardo for the club signing michael orozco let's talk about michael orozco i'm gonna start with alan um i started to go with a 
but I recalled a game in which Michael Orozco made a uh, a pretty terrible play at the end of a game to get a straight red. Um, I know we were very unhappy with that. I thought we were thought it was very unbecoming of a captain and someone who uh, comes with the experience that Michael Orozco comes with. Uh, I can't discount not only his performances, but the performance that he allowed uh, a lot of his teammates to have. It was clear he was kind of this mentor, a guider. Uh, people sought him out for uh, advice on and off the field. Um, so I was leaning to A, and then that one in, uh, incident uh, led me to want to give him an A-. minus. Dylan, what about you? Um, yeah, that incident kind of made me wonder whether or not to give him A- um, or an A. I went with the A just because everyone – this season sang his praises once he arrived. Um, and I truly mean everyone, whether or not they were a defender, they said uh, the experience that he has as a professional, um, kind of that that guiding presence as the veteran, um, and then the on-field, with the exception of that game against RGB and that really, really stupid red card, um, which I think I moaned about for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I think he was really solid. Um, and, and one of the... I mean, probably the best, probably. He was the best center back we had all season long. Um, he was consistent uh, and had had a, uh, had a penchant for some flair as well. So I'm going to give him an A. Uh, can I can I remember if I'm quoting you correct, Dylan, if I'm messing this, this up, let me know. But I think quoting you on that five-minute rant, you said he should never wear the captain's armband again. Um, do you still agree with that thought, Dylan? I mean, if he's going to do things like that, then, yeah. Um, but I don't know if we're going to see him do that again. And I would assume he probably gets the armband. I don't, I don't know. He's going to wear the armband. So what? what is... <laughs> what do my thoughts really matter here, right? I'm sure Brayden's not listening. Well, you know, that's a really good point. And Alan had a really good point. I, I should give him an A- minus too. Yeah. You know, plenty of my <laughs> thoughts obviously don't matter to how the clubs run because they shouldn't. I mean, let's be realistic. Um, my grade for Michael Orozco, I was uh, leaning towards like an A minus. Uh, for the most part, everything was really great. Um, it took him a few weeks to get into the swing of things, which is acceptable for a player. Uh, he did have that incident with the straight red card, which made me sort of think maybe I should give him even a B plus, which. I'm like, but then in the playoffs with the scissor kick goal, I had to bump him up a couple levels there. So that's why I ended up giving him an A for the season. Um, that that scissor kick goal was worth, uh, you know, half a grade step or whatever um, alone. So I went with that. Again, Logan listening on YouTube, he went with an A minus. So, yeah, he agreed with you, uh, Mr. Allen. <laughs> you guys this are going Mr. crazy. Allen, technically me. What? <laughs> no, wait, 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 just, oh, Alan. Yeah, okay. Mr. Allen is technically you, but you, you're you Mr. Dylan. All right. That's, let's just that's, get that right. No. Stop jotting notes on here. I'm not going to read some of these, man. Um, Let's move on to Mr. Kevin Alston. <laughs> okay, Alan, you got to read out your grade completely. Go for it. B. <laughs> As in. Bumper cars. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, this goes to uh, Alston was always uh, really, really good on the pitch. Um, there was a few times where um, maybe he doesn't perform as well. Um, it was kind of in and out of the lineup uh, and that's because of injury. Um, but with contour and um, Amico kind of coming into form, you sometimes needed those guys to be speedy on the wing. Um, and, and I don't know if Alston is going to play the way that, um, that Joe Miko plays. I think um, he brings a lot to the team uh, defensively, brings some offensive energy as well, but I gave him a B. He was good, but not great. Um, I'm going to go next. I gave him a B minus. Uh, I think it's because I expected a little bit more out of Kevin Alston 
on returning to the team. Um, he was it, it. Whoever is typing, who Dylan, it's you. I'm not a hater, um, but like you know, I expected a little bit more out of him. I know he struggled with some injuries throughout the season. Um, you know, I again, I remember that moment of the game where he gave a really bad pass to Aaron Cervantes. Uh, that sort of lingers in my mind. Um, he was very good, made a few mistakes throughout the season, so I went with a B minus. Dylan. I gave him a B. Um, I think he was very unlucky with injuries this year. I know in June he had some issue with his foot. I think it was like a stubbed toe or something, um, just kind of like a, a freak accident, and then had another freak accident in the beginning of August um, with that separated shoulder. He obviously worked really hard to get back into the team, um, but I think it was a step down from the 2018 Kevin also we saw, and I think that was maybe a little bit um, realizing he's not going to get back up uh, into MLS. Um, there's, and it's probably really, really difficult to fight that kind of mental, um, you need to take your foot off the gas a little bit because you're not fighting for uh, a spot the following year in the top level. Um, but he was still remarkably consistent and remarkably good when he was fit. Um, he made a lot of last-ditch tackles that came off, uh, so his, his skill was still there. Uh, his ability to read the game was still there. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair. He's not as much of an attacking player, so he's not going to get involved as much. Despite having the goal, um, I think it was kind of more of a fluke that he was still there um, when he did score, as opposed to getting more forward um, and, and looking to link up with the strikers like uh, Joe Miko would um, or putting that kind of cross in like uh, Contour would. So I think a B is, is good. Um, you know, that veteran presence. I mean, I hope we see more of him uh, moving forward if he wants to be a man. And he's a cute dog. I didn't factor that one in at all, but he's got a cute dog. Random facts. Hey, that's important. I don't know. Are you a dog person? anyone else has a dog here. Um, You're a cat person. Admit it. I like dogs, too. Oh. Anyway. Um, so on to uh, fan favorite award winner. Look at that, Dylan taking over my job here. Go for it, Dylan. All right. Well, Joe Miko. So, uh, Alan, give give me your thoughts on, on Joe Miko. Uh, I gave Joe Miko um, a B plus. Uh, I think he had a lot of positives about him. Uh, it was clear that he was a joy on the field to watch. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, my voice is like slowly fading into the night. Um, I think he, he gets 20 starts, which is the same as Alston. Um, gets in a goal and assist. I think that Joe Amico has a little bit more to his game uh, to go. I think um, as he kind of establishes himself as this kind of prototypical wing back in a more modern game. I think he finds his groove and I think he can get to that a level. I'm just not quite sure he was there this season as a whole. I thought he started to kind of find it um, toward the back end of the season. Uh, Like I said, he was really fun to watch. He had a great attitude um, on and off the field. And I think um, given another opportunity, like the way he finished the season, uh, I think he can get, he can be an A player uh, for a team and hopefully Orange County. Um, so hey, I'm excited to see where going. he's up. Yeah, your it's going. Voice is going, Alan. We got to get to this, man. So um, I gave him a B plus. I thought he was really close to getting an A, uh, but not quite there. Maybe next season. Ray, your thoughts? Oh, yes. Um, man, this is nice not having to like moderate this whole thing. Uh, I gave Joe Amico a B, uh, a, a, you know, Sort of same argument for some of these other players. He was great, not spectacular, but definitely above average. Um, and the fact that he was the fan favorite gives him a little bit of a, a, a bump up there too. So I went with a B. All right. Um, ever the optimist. I give him an A minus. I am not going to discount the fact he had some really poor games. One of those games um, was against Portland, if I remember that correctly. Uh, and he got dropped probably rightfully, um, after that match. But he 
was probably only ever going to be a bit um, of depth after we resigned Kevin Austin, and that didn't end up being the case. He played wherever he was asked to play, including center back in Reno, um, and did okay as a center back once he was back on the right or on the left. It was the Joe Miko we knew. Um, I think it's that willingness to do what's asked of you that makes you one of the better players. Um, maybe you don't have to be the most talented player. Maybe you don't have to put up the best stats, but if you're working hard and you're doing what's asked of you week in, week out, week in, week out, and when things um, happen and, and you're called back into the team suddenly and you can perform for seven, eight straight weeks, um, that's pretty huge. So I gave him an A minus. Uh, that's, I mean, entirely discounting the fact that the fans loved him. Um, he was super kind to the fans, uh, always coming over, handshakes, uh, high fives to the kids, signing stuff for the kids. He was really good uh, on the pitch for us with, the, with only a couple of exceptions. And uh, he was really good for us when it mattered. I love Joe Miko, guys. I don't know if anyone uh, <laughs> doesn't know that, but it's, it's again on the record. And really quick, and I don't know because he's just putting letter grades out there, and and I think we lost him for one of these, but Logan put a B. It could either be for Kevin Alston or Joe Miko. Um, so we'll just put it at that. I'm done doing your job now. Sorry, I'm not Jose Mourinho, so. How about Alan? Alan, we'll give you a chance. You? Uh, I'm so sorry. I, we'll I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about this. This is the biggest V I've ever seen. You're trying to, you're trying to like lose more listeners, huh? Uh, let's move on. We got. Um, oh, this is why you wanted to uh, to not do my job anymore because of the notes here on here. Uh, <laughs> Alan, go ahead and uh, explain who you're gonna grade and why you're giving the grade. Um, I am going to give um, my least, or I shouldn't say least, the most frustrating, but also the most exciting defender in Walker Hume. Wait, wait, wait no, um, no, you skipped, a, you skipped a person. Oh, we're going in order? I thought we were going random. Go. All right, fine. Uh, Contour, <laughs> I'm going to give him a B plus. Uh, a B. Wait, what? Bro, you can't just say Great Contour. Player. You can't just say Contour. Because Ray could never person. say his name. And you can't Ray, either. You're, you're, well, you're go scared. Go, go, Alan. Ray, go first. Oh, me? How do you say his oh, name? So- Owusansa Contour. Boom. Yeah. There you go. See? Okay, Alan, you. Why'd you give contour. him a grade to give him? Um, contour, <laughs> give him a B plus. Um, I think he's kind of in that same boat, maybe a, a, a little bit ahead of where Amico is. Um, but just kind of an exciting uh, exciting back. Um, plays up and down the, the field a lot. They're very energetic offensively, defensively. Um, same kind of thing. He... he might not be the most solid defender, um, but I, I think he's a he's a good one. I think he fits the way Orange County wants to play on that front foot, that exciting attacking, and I think he fits in really well with this team. Um, and so B plus. Dylan, what about you? I give him a B. Um, I kind of thought we'd see a little bit more of him this season. Uh, he only ended up making sixteen appearances, I think, but things happen. Um, I think he was remarkably consistent. Uh, there were a couple mistakes, um, a couple times that we would pass back to him and, and he'd get pressured and, and bobble the ball and, and end up giving it up. Um, in those situations, yeah, a little bit's on him, a little bit's on, why are you, apparently it's, it's 22 starts. Apparently I can't read. I don't even know what I was looking at anymore. Let me look. Yeah. I was totally um, gonna, gonna say something. 16, I was trying to make sure I wasn't reading the wrong thing. Oh, I'd I see, like to thank the USL see, website for not updating. I see 22 starts, 24 matches. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, the USL has decided that it's going to show us 2018 stats. So do you so, change well, Do you change your grade based off of the new stats you're learning? No, because I, I only just looked at this, and I don't know why it's showing. Anyway, um, so, yeah, he made some mistakes. But he's remarkably consistent. He's got a very dangerous uh, throw-in that essentially turns anything in the opposing half into a set piece. Uh, He's good on both sides of the ball, I think. Um, He's really good at shutting dudes down, not letting them around him, and he's uh, equally adept at getting forward and and kind of pumping across into the box. 
I All really right. hope we see more of him. He's he's so he's so good for this level. Um, <laughs> he is. He's perfect. Also, he's just jacked. It's terrifying. <laughs> so. Uh, I ask you, do you want to change your, your grade? Because you gave him a, a, a grade and all the things you were talking about, they didn't really make sense here. Uh, you know, he played more minutes at uh, out of all the fullbacks. He was played the most minutes. Uh, so we definitely saw him more than anyone else. That includes Joe Miko, Kevin Alston. Um, his throw-in, like you said, Dylan, is is darn amazing. It makes any, uh, any opportunity in that half of the field a, a, a corner kick, like you're, like you're saying there type thing. So um, I ended up giving him an A minus just because I feel like uh, he was the he he made the biggest impact from the defensive fullback position out of all of the options we had on the roster this season. Um, and when you have players like a Joe Miko, who's you know pretty awesome, Kevin Alston, the former MLS All Star, that's that's good company there. And I, I honestly I think he was the best out of the fullbacks for for Orange County this season. I mean, it's fair. I don't think we ever scored off of one of his throw-ins, um, but you know, whatever. Also, sh- seriously, big shout out to the USL. Did website we we last year though, right? We did last year. Yeah, in St. Louis. Um, again, big shout out to the USL website for just not at all working and showing his 2018 stats because those are relevant in uh, November of 2019. That's why I use FB thanks Sport Engine, fbref.com. That's that's why I use that for my stats. Are they sponsoring us now? Yeah, I guess so. We should ask them. Um, let's. We got one last grade to do for this episode, and then we will call it a wraps, and we'll let you all that are listening and watching live the opportunity to go to bed. Um, and that is who Alan wanted to talk about. So I'll just go to you, Alan Walker Hume. Go for it. And and I want you. Uh, I want you my, to read your notes. Read your notes too. Beam. Oh, those are my notes. I didn't write that. Needs oh, okay. to improve. Um, I, I think Walker <laughs> Hume. Uh, when it comes to. Uh, stand-up tackles, when it comes to straight-up defending, he's a phenomenal defender. Uh, some of his tackles and slide tackling uh, was great. Um, could not kick a ball that was coming into him from the air to clear the ball very well. That led to one of the, like, I would say one of the top 10, 15 goals of the season with uh, at Phoenix. Um, he had a couple of those moments where he would misplay a ball um, and wouldn't be able to get back. Um, so he definitely had a few issues. Um, but what he does well, he does really well. The problem is he doesn't do everything really well. Um, but he does do it better than uh, the average defender. So I gave him a B minus. Does it better than the average defender? Huh. Um, Alan. No, Dylan. Well, Mr. Allen. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'll give him a B minus as well. I, he played a lot of minutes um, and he was generally pretty decent, but yeah, uh, he couldn't clear a ball. Like if it was on like a half volley or something, there was no way he was going to get on. I don't know why he'd always reach out for those ones and and try and play them on the half volley, but he whiffs like every time. And then he's caught out. It just, um, he had a, bad game against the Monarchs in the playoffs. Yeah, last I don't know if it was out. there really for him. Uh, I don't know if I don't know what the, the issue was. He played a lot of minutes and I thought that was deserved after the kind of player he showed he was in 2018 where I think he got a little bit unlucky uh, when Yoshoevold showed up and he got relegated to the bench but I just think if you're going to be on a um, a team that should be contending for a title you should probably be a little bit better than that. And I, I just don't know if that's uh, that was going to happen. I assume it's there and, and it's possible, but maybe um, just not not from him in that mentality. Apparently the most minutes on the team. Um, but yep. yeah, good, but not, not good enough for what we expected, I think is, is probably fair. I will say this, like you said, Dylan, most minutes on the team. So um, he was the, you know, the, the one piece you could sort of rely on being in that, that lineup each and every match. Um, He was very solid for most of the season. Yeah. He did make some mistakes here and there, but mostly did better than not. Uh, The one thing maybe lacking from him um, is no goals. Uh, You know, when you have someone that's six foot five on set pieces, you at least hope, 
one or two, just even if they just randomly somehow find his head and bounce in, they go in. Uh, that would be something I would say he definitely needs to work on is being able to be uh, dangerous from set pieces as a six foot five uh, defender there. Uh, I ended up giving him a B plus. Uh, I didn't think he deserved any kind of A, but I also thought he did definitely. Uh, he was he was very good for the team, just not great. All right. Hey, that is all the grades we have for today. We're going to do all the rest of the grades next week, which just now sort of looking at the roster, that's going to be a nice chunk of grades to give. We're going to have to even work quicker than we did this episode. If we want to stay at or near uh, an hour of time, we'll figure that all out. Um, as a reminder, next week will be our last episode of the calendar year. So, you know, join us live. If you want to watch on, you can sort of share what you think of the grades live as we go. And I will read them off. Uh, as we do this, you can watch us on YouTube, uh, on Twitter slash Periscope, Facebook, um, or even Twitch, or go to our website. You can just go to live.ocscpodcast.com to do so. Uh, really quick before we end this, um, any other important soccer news any of you guys want to talk about before we get to our random thoughts? The men's national team won their first row game in like, I think, 13 tries. So, yay. Yay for them. Um, yeah, um, community colleges in California are about to go into their soccer playoffs. So if you happen to be a fan of, um, high quality soccer or women's soccer, or even better, high quality women's soccer, uh, in Orange County, uh, Santiago Canyon is kicking off their, um, title defense in the playoffs on Saturday at 2 PM at Santiago Canyon in orange they're really good you should watch them uh yeah seriously just go watch some women's soccer or something i don't know perfect uh random thoughts we'll go to you alan um check your tires check your windshield wipers before it rains storm watch uh dylan what do you got okay hold on let me switch tabs really again this uh it's a poem by Stephanos Papadopoulos, and that that is how you pronounce his name. Um, we'll just put it in the show notes. I'm not gonna bother trying to spell it. It's called the Station. It's a pretty long um, poem, but it's pretty good. And I don't know. I just I'm really all about that Americana. If anyone hasn't noticed that already, just get after it. Americana is the best. And I'm waiting for Ray to read all of these random notes in this Excel spreadsheet for his random thought. Oh, you know, I'm gonna make you guys all read the ones you put on there. Um, so yeah, uh, random thought guys, go ahead and read all the notes you put on this. Aaron Cervantes testing above grade level, Leonardo missing some assignments. Michael Roscoe does not get along well with others. Kevin Alston, B is bald. Joe Miko, pleasure to have in class. Contour gets an A plus because Ray can never say his name and B minus someone else wrote in needs work, needs to improve work ethic. All right, Dylan, read yours. I told Alan he was a hater for giving Frederick Dew an A minus. Um, he replied with, thanks, your mom's a hater. So I um, used the mocking SpongeBob meme text to say, your mom's a hater. He said, okay, boomer. I said, time for a sunglass selfie in my lifted F-150. Gonna punch a hole in my walls. Uh, uh, where else did I guess? Um, I complained about something that he was putting in there was very difficult to ignore. That's what she said. Wait, wait. There were some skips here. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I don't no, know you don't have to read. You don't read. Yeah. BBC or not, but um, Pizza Express walking is definitely where you take a princess um, on her 18th birthday. Um, <sighs> Ray doesn't read the news. Yeah, I don't. Ray read the news. Let's just let's just wrap this. Wait, I got to give my random thought, right? I, I'm not going to read what you guys wrote because you guys wrote a bunch. Probably of should. Words. This is a woke podcast. Is we'll just woke? make this public. I'll just give them the link. What does woke mean, Dylan? Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, random thought for me. Um, again, I mentioned earlier I play in the UCI staff indoor soccer league. Uh, my team is the defending champions. We won today 4-3, which means we are playing in the championship game on December 3rd. Um, Give us the deets. I want to go. 
it, it, it's okay. December 3rd, 1215 at the Anteater Recreation Center, the uh, roller hockey rink. It's outside. Do we have to pay for but parking? No. You, well, yeah, you do. Um, man, too bad. It's, a, right, it's university. Uh, we, we won 4-3 today. Um, I couldn't make a save, but I did take a ball straight to the face, which I don't know. Maybe my eye is a little droopy on this side, but I feel like I'm going nah, to no get a black eye from it. Yeah, no, I, uh, it, it, it was a tough match, but our next match is going to be even more tough or tougher, however you want to say it. Uh, so yeah, um, that's my random thought. Uh, Dylan, how does, how do our listeners follow you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan or on Reddit slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan. Alan, your turn. Anderwood 48 on the Twitter machine. You can follow me at DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer gas. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Periscope. You know, whatever, wherever you want to look, just go or you can go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Um, remember, next week will be our final episode of the calendar year. We will be finishing up our grades. If you want to join us and share your thoughts on the grades as we do it, by all means, do so 830 next Tuesday um, on our website or any of those other streaming things that you can find us on. Um, yeah, for Dylan, Alan, I'm Ray. This is the Orange Box Soccer Cast, and we are out. Thanks to our sponsor, Gruff Neck Scarves official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.